Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So today I realized... Full screen. Don't want to start doing that again. Um, I realized an absolutely glaring omission from our list of men we would trust to watch our drinks that we did like one or two episodes oh. ago. Who? Keanu Reeves. Oh, <laughs> I would trust that man with my life. Oh my goodness! You know, how did I we agree. forget our boy? We just left him. We left him high and dry. Yes. Huh. Incredibly rude of us. Um, You definitely thought of that, like, in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, laying there about to fall asleep. Eyes, like, snap Uh open, like, hold on, Keanu Reeves. (laughs) I went to Barnes & Noble today. Actually, like, within the past two hours, I went to Barnes & Noble. Um... Mostly to buy the second book in the Dune saga, so, you know, just becoming more insufferable by the minute. But I, while I was there, I went to the Barnes & Noble Cafe, and I got a large chai latte. So I am very caffeinated and just ready to bring the vibes tonight. Yes, that's funny you've mentioned that. I almost went to Barnes & Noble two hours ago as well, but I didn't end up there. I I didn't make it, but I really wanted to go in. I was with my sister, and she didn't want to go, so we didn't. What did you want to buy in Barnes & Noble? I just like to browse. Like, sometimes I... in bookstores. Me too. Like, I don't normally buy things, uh, but yeah, I just like being surrounded pretend i'm in academia i i get that i really do i do i do love me some books but yeah books and stuff although i gotta say i'm like barnes and noble is like kind of becoming like i mean like it's it's a chain bookstore it's whatever but like i've noticed that they're like they used to have like a little section of like stuff like for like games like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff but it's like slowly mm-hmm. expanding and now they have like this big section of like Funko Pops I'm like no give me more books no true. even though I am a person who like collects Funko Pops and stuff like gestures to shelf of Funkos but I, that's just like a no, change I, I've noticed over the years it's like order of the stories dedicated to things that aren't books mm-hmm. it's like and not just like other media it's like just toys and like stuff yeah i don't know <laughs> I, a lot of it is like um um like stationary and all that stuff so i, I get Ooh, that i am a sucker cards. for like a nice notebook or like just a really good ass pen uh-huh it's it's real nice you like gel pens or ballpoint pens i like a good ballpoint pen me too. I Especially feel like, they're, like the, everyone says gel, but I'm like, mm-mm. I mean, like, I love me a sparkly gel pen, but, like, you know, like, here, I think I might actually have one. You know? All point are, like, reliable. It's not in here, but it's, like, the ballpoint pens that have, like, the sparkly gel ink in mm-hmm. them. Like, you know what I I've mean? I've seen those. I feel yes, like that I've... is, like the peak of just pen technology pen technology uh, yeah i just i am very particular about my writing implements like i hate when like you have like 
one of the pens that I use for, like, I actually write things down in a planner, because, like, it, like, it mm-hmm. helps me remember, like, the physical act of writing something down. So, yeah. I'm, like, a physical planner person. And I have, and usually when you buy a planner, like, the paper's a little, like, it's a little thicker, it's a little nicer than just, like, notebook paper. Mm-hmm. So, with the pens that I always use for my planners, they're, like, a little, like... They almost are kind of like drawing pens, like ones that people would use to outline a sketch or like, something. Like sketching, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Or, um, uh, what's, what's it called when people, like, organize their planner in such a way, like, like, really go at it? Bullet, bullet journaling? That. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely, but, like, so it has, like like, thick, like, darker ink. Mm-hmm. And it annoys me when, like, the, like, I'm writing on just, like, normal paper, and it's not, like, strong enough to withstand that, and then you, like, flip the page, and you can see all your notes having blood yes. on the other side. Oh, it drives that. me nuts. But, yeah. I hate that. And I like using both sides of the piece of paper, so it if you're out here using just one side of the piece of paper, what? Like, the only reason you would do that, or at least the only reason I could think of that a person would do that, is be like, oh, I'm gonna study these later and take kind of, like, notes on my notes to, like, mm-hmm. review for something. That's okay. But, like... I don't know. just leaving the other side of the page blank for, like, no reason. What? That bothers me. Yeah. Not just from a environmental standpoint. It just bothers me. Like, why is this? Why are you not using it? Yeah. Like, do you, what do you know? What do you know that I don't know? <laughs> anyway, any um, besides not going into Barnes and Noble, anything else happened to you today? I didn't. I didn't fall in the subway this week, so Woo-hoo! that's that's progress. We do um, love to hear it. Yes, I, I was grounded on my own two feet. My my head was still in the clouds, so whatever. That's Half fine. of me was on the ground. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and some nice weather. That's also... It's also the vibes around here uh, now. Yeah, it has been absolutely lovely here the past couple days, which has been really nice. And I'm, like, ever so slightly starting to enjoy being an unemployed bastard because I just, like, sit out on the deck all day and read, which is really nice. That sounds lovely. But, you know, there is still the crushing pressure of being unemployed, so a little give and take. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway... How about we jump in for this episode and start off? What? Who are some some characters that you would die for? Mm. I don't know. They'd have to be a pretty spectacular character. Oh wow! I like have like a lengthy list of characters that I would die for, <laughs> and I don't know what that says well, about me as a person. Why don't Why don't you start then? Because I'm. Listen, I have a short list of, like, real people I would die for. Like, it's very short. I'm not gonna lie to you, the list of characters I would die for is significantly longer than the list of real people I would die for. (laughs) What characters you got? Okay, but, like, number one all-time character I would, like, kill and slash or die for, no questions asked, Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. I love him so much i'm kind of afraid that i will never feel this way about a human person oh my god and i hope when we start watching this show together you will understand a little like just a little i i hope so that get let me gain a deeper perspective into oh quick aside you and i are gonna have to get cracking on those streams because they're taking twin peaks off of netflix at the end of june Oh, I guess all of June we're 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 streaming, baby. We're streaming. Wow. 
more actual maybe we should maybe we should start that in to come about that soon maybe that should be started in may wow we're literally planning as we're <laughs> we're multitasking i think our planning game could get any worse we're literally sitting down with everyone <laughs> and talking this out What's that episode of Sponge? Like, there's the SpongeBob gift. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, what were they even doing? And then Patrick's just like drawing oh, shit. Oh, it's not the even... it's the episode where they have the bubble stand, and then Squidward's doing like technique, technique, and making fun of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no. Or was it the episode with the sea bear? No, you're right. It was sea bear. It was yeah. And he's and doing Patrick's all the things like this, he, he shouldn't do to summon down. a sea bear. And he summons a sea bear. Isn't that while Squidward's being, like, beaten off yeah. by the sea bear? <laughs> the sound of a sea bear attack will summon a sea rhinoceros! <laughs> oh, man. That was I a good I one. SpongeBob. I feel like that's another thing we bring up on here that, like, way more often than is healthy. Food and Spongebob. Food and Spongebob. But really, what else do you need? Like, if you're not satisfied with those two things alone... What's going on, man? Anyway... We said... Sorry. We said food and Spongebob, and now I'm just thinking... Remember those Spongebob ice cream pops with the gumball eyes? I'd hunt the ice cream man down for those. Okay, that's like, like a person. Like, okay, we're taking a tangent because I have some things to say. That is a personality <laughs> test in and of itself. What was your go-to order? Like, what would you always get from the ice cream truck as a child? Well, although that is good, that doesn't contain chocolate, and that's a that's a necessity for me. So, it would be. The cone with the nuts on top and the chocolate bottom. Oh, like I um, love the cones with the chocolate on the bottom. The like the ice cream trucks that came around Drum when sticks? I lived as a kid. They called it like a king cone or something. Oh, I don't know the names. I just pointed to the picture like that one. <laughs> Valid. Um, my go-to as a child was the God. They called it like a screwball, and it was like a cone of like cherry italian ice and it had a gumball at the bottom and like you oh. eat it with like you know those little wooden spoon sticks they give yeah, you for like you can't ice get cream out of your mouth yeah and yeah love those boys and honestly sometimes when i'm feeling nostalgic and like because ice cream in, in summer comes to around our neighborhood like once or twice a week so like every now and again i'll be like you know what Wait, I'm gonna get screwed really? That only once or twice a week? Mr. Softy's coming up my block every friggin' day. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. Uh, I feel like he came I, around no. more often when I was a kid, but maybe that's just because I have, like, strong memories of it, and I'm just, like, hmm. meshing all of my childhood summers together. I love when, like, I don't know if this happens to you, but, like, there are two ice cream trucks in your area. Has that happened? And they both have different songs, and, like, I feel like it's so chaotic. Oh, that, no, that hasn't happened quite often around here. Although, I gotta say, when um, my sister and I were little kids, my sister is, like, two and a half years younger than I am, so she, mm-hmm. like, she was at, she would be at that age where, like, you know, you just act on impulse for absolutely everything because you're a small child, so whenever she heard the ice cream man, she would scream, ice cream, and just run out of the house to flag him down. Like, not asking our parents would just leave me to, like, get the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of a time when I was young, like, I I don't even know how old I was, but I really just want to say hi to the ice cream man, so I start waving frantically, and he stops. And that was the time I accidentally stopped the ice cream man. So I had to go get my mom. It's kind of I accidentally stopped him. Can I have money? <laughs> she was a Oops. Point. But I got my ice cream. Or just like, peak summer memory is when you would be like, swimming in like your friend's pool, and you would hear the ice cream man, so everyone would like, run out and stand on that patch of grass by the sidewalk. <laughs> 
so you wouldn't be burning your feet on the hot blacktop and you're all like wrapped in your towels and then you're like you know whatever parents were there would get you all ice cream and then you sit in a little circle in Mm -hmm. the grass and eat it Ugh. good times good times good memories um anyway do you have any characters you'd die for Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> Who did you say again? I, I'm stuck in, like, ice Special cream. Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Love of my life. I literally sent you that, like, opening heart gif that was just, like, <laughs> Agent Cooper, my beloved. <laughs> the unending Twin Peaks brain rot. Um, you know, I will say, okay, I'm just thinking, like, I was very into, like, fictional, fictional world slash, like, characters, I'd say when, like, Tumblr error was a big thing, Mm -hmm. so, as was everyone, but back, this isn't really the case now, but back then, as many of us, I was a big Doctor Who fan, I would only die for the tenth doctor. Like I uh, and also I loved Rose. You so and I, I are gonna have to have a conversation about Doctor Who because I think Why? I might have just stumbled upon like some actual like common fandom ground for us. <laughs> I think there's oh. a lot to unpack there, and I do agree with I you. I mean uh, they were my favorites out of like Oh, I haven't watched the older ones, I will say. So um, I, I haven't don't really know. watched the older ones either. I've watched a couple of, like, mm-hmm. the okay. fourth Doctor episodes just, like, for funsies. Because, like, you know, he's, like, super mm-hmm. iconic. And, like, yeah, yeah they're a bit corny. The he's the one with the scarf, great. right? Old. Yeah. Is he the one with the scarf? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's, it's pretty uh, iconic. And, like, they're fun. Like, yeah. I'm here for it. Um, But yeah, I'm... Like, Mostly watch I starting with Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. No, so yeah, I guess I guess the character the doctor, but it he is played by David Tennant. So but, like the tenth doctor specifically. Yes, like I, I do feel that. Loved it. Like I got the same glasses as him. I would always wear Converse because that's what he would wear. You and <laughs> I would have been very good friends in high school. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not bad. I love to hear it, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I have such a lengthy list. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) And a lot of them are podcast characters. (laughs) So, like, getting real hyper-specific. But, like, even within just, like, one podcast, I can think of maybe, like, five. Like... John Jonathan Sims would die for him. Martin Blackwood would die for him. Michael Shelley would die for that sweet, sweet boy who didn't deserve what happened to him. I respect that. Yeah, I think this is a, this is revealing a lot about me as a per- like just me as a person and the way I attach myself to fictional entities. But, you know, let's not read too deep into that right now. I do relate to the Tenth Doctor one, though. Like, like especially, like, especially back to then. 16 like, year old me. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, now, God. now, you know, I don't think that'd be the case. I'd be truly sad. I gotta say, I do perish, still, like, but... if, when I go back and watch, like, Tenth Doctor episodes, like, it's it still hits. Mm-hmm. It really, truly I, does I do... still hit. That That is one show that I've been meaning to, like, re-watch, or at least the episodes I loved, like, a few years back and would constantly watch. Like, it's been a minute, so I might have to just sit down and re-watch those. I haven't seen the most recent season, but I'm I haven't either. I, up. I have not. Yeah. So. Um, at the risk of like having this entire episode turn into Doctor Who conversation, yeah. we can like maybe we should move on. 
<laughs> we can move on, but we can also, like, save some of this for future, because I, there, I, there sure are discussions we'll to be had here. Anyway, um, here's one. I was just scrolling through Reddit on my phone, because, you know, I like to be plugged into the, the source of the memes. Mm-hmm. And I came across this image, which I'll be dragging over to my screen right now, so all of you, um, people who are watching this on YouTube can see, and I will also describe it, because if you're listening just to the audio, you can't see this. But here's what we've got. And I'm realizing, Maddie, that you can't see this. I cannot, so you're gonna have to describe it to me as well. Okay, so... There is, like, it's a picture of, like, a park. And there's, like, you know those, like, electrical boxes that you see just, like, outside for, like, in public places? Maybe it's for, like, the street lamps or something, or, like, street signs, or, like, the telephone Mm -hmm. lights. Or, like, telephone poles. Um... And there is a sprinkler, like a lawn sprinkler, that has been installed. And the sprinkler is shooting a jet of water directly at this electrical box. (laughs) Okay. Which of these two items came first? Like, which was installed first? I'm sorry, there's a sprinkler shooting something at like an electrical box yeah shooting water shooting a shooting water, water at an electrical box are those the only two things going on those or the was two, there a third that are, those are the relevant data points of this image and i just want to know like here's the thing i'm sh- like there's a good chance like it's like photoshopped or whatever but if it's not which of these two objects was installed first. You know, without seeing this, but just based on what you're describing, I'm going to say the sprinklers because I think the box may have been installed during the winter months when sprinklers weren't in use and they may have forgot, oh yeah, there are sprinklers here. This won't work. So... Sprinklers there first, they installed it, and then spring rolled around, and they're like, oopsie. (laughs) Um, The link to this image is in the questions document for this week. That is accessible to you. But um, my thing is, like, I can see it being done either way. Like, I can see whatever company... Like, you know, they install the box without really thinking about it, and they don't notice. <laughs> See? I'm sorry, this is a funny picture. We'll be sure to... Yeah, we'll link it in the description. But I can see it happening both ways. Like, I can see, especially, like, in a situation where you're like, let me just, like, get in and out, install this thing real quick, do my job, mm-hmm. not really thinking about it, kind of, like, on autopilot. I can see both situations. I can see somebody installing the electrical box not seeing the sprinkler and then somebody turns it on and is like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Or I can see the electrical box being there and someone has to install the sprinkler and they're either like not thinking about it or they're like, you know what, not my job, like, you know? Yeah, or maybe like, you know how you can kind of turn sprinklers in a way to like yeah be in other directions like maybe that's a, not the normal direction it's in you make you make but, some points but i would like to stick with my original theory about the the seasonal seasonal installment because i think it's funnier yeah okay i buy that i, I... <laughs> but yeah i saw this i was like oh who I'm just imagining, like, a world where it was finally installed, like, the first day of spring, and they just finished, and I imagine it being a lot of work, and then they're wiping their their foreheads after a hard day's work, and then the sprinklers come on, and everything shorts out. Up. <laughs> I can see that being used in, like, a sitcom mm-hmm. as, like, a miscommunication-type, like, plotline. They're like oh, we have to work so hard to get mm-hmm. this new, like, fancy, like, electrical, like, sign for, like, 
the park installed and it has all these like you know it shows you the weather for the day and it shows you all these things and like events that might be going on in the park there's like a big (laughs) fundraising campaign and then at the same time there's people going around repairing the sprinklers and they finally get their sign and there's a big ceremony and like parks and rec almost (laughs) there's a big ceremony and they turn it on and then the sprinklers trip and just everything shorts out and maybe something catches on fire that is definitely could be a Parks and Rec episode. Like this very image, and I don't even like. I have never religiously watched Parks and Rec. Like I've seen episodes, and my friends have had it on. But like oh, this very I would die image for Ron Swanson. I'm sorry, I would die for that man. There we Ron go. Ron Swanson. But like this very image radiates Parks and Rec energy. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, I have to save this. This will this will come qu- in quite handy. This will be useful. Right? I'm like, whenever I see memes that, like, pose any kind of question, I'm just like... Hmm. Let me just slide on in. Anyway. We got anything else to say about that? Just unfortunate um, coincidence of events or... That is true comedy. Yeah. That's all I'll have to say. That really is. You said comedy was dead. Okay. Um. Do crabs think that fish can fly? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can crabs swim, or do they just walk? I, they I think just their walk, whole right? thing is that they just be scuttling along the bottom. Can't they float? And they. Float. I mean, I uh, I don't know. Google, can crabs <laughs> swim? Can crabs swim? Oh, some can. Oh. Some pass through water. What does that mean? Do they just float? Oh, crabs have gills? Well, duh. Well, yeah. Listen, I don't know how. <laughs> I think fish and gills, but you know, it makes sense for them to also have gills. 
I found out that, um, you know how they draw, in Spongebob, they draw scallops as birds and have them, like, mm-hmm. they, they actually move like that through the water for real. They, like, open and close in order to swim. Really? And I saw a video of it and I'm like, this, this seems fake. <sighs> but it's not, and that kind of blew my mind. It's another thing I'll, uh, link in That's the description. That's considered... That's considered flying in the Spongebob world, so I guess, in that case, swimming is flying. So then, maybe crabs do think, like, crabs that can't, like, swim swim, that just are, like, Mm -hmm. bottom feeders, maybe they do think fish can fly. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say yes. They probably do think that is flying. To them, from their perspective, that is flying. Once, when I was a kid, um... We went to Cape Cod, and we were at, like, we were in one of the bay beaches where you get, like, the tide pools with the little hermit crabs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I watched a hermit crab, like, a little teeny tiny hermit crab that could just, like, sit on the tip of my finger. I watched it go into a new shell. They're really weird. Wow, they're that's naked. awesome. <laughs> they just have these weird, these weird, like, misshapen little bodies. strange looking boys but yeah and whenever we were like at the bay beaches we would always like dig a hole in the sand and fill it with water and make like a big like pool and like go collect hermit crabs and put them in there and then like when the tide came back in it would just like you know get swept away with the rest of the water it's cool it was a fun time. I'm just, I'm just having memories of I'd go to the beach and I one of my activities for the day was to dig up sand crabs nice. and like collect them. <laughs> Good times. I love going to the beach. Me too. I get to go a lot. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> Perks of living on an island. I can imagine. It's what? okay. All we have are be- Long Island is just beaches and shopping malls and Republicans. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nostalgia in this episode. It is what it is. I'm just. That's a fact. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of reminiscing this week. I know. A lot of nostalgia. A nostalgic episode. I feel like summer is an inherently nostalgic. Yeah, because like I feel like that on average is when the vibes be best. Um no, it's just like people have good memories in the summer, you know, many are out of work, uh, by choice. Uh, and out of school, they're able to spend time with, like, friends and family, and that's just, and great weather, so, yeah, I'd be nostalgic for that. Although I gotta say, like, weather-wise, summer isn't my favorite. Like, I like the nice weather, but, like, I also don't like being sticky. Yeah. So, you know, give and take. Anyway, um, okay, here's one. So what's, what's your movie that you refer to as a cinematic masterpiece, even though it's not, like, Oscar-worthy, or it wasn't, like, directed by, like, an auteur? Uh. Mm. Hmm. Like, I guess, like, a favorite, like, popcorn movie. Like, can it be very well-known? Or... Oh, yeah. This doesn't have to be, like, a oh, cult okay. I'm, I'm like, trying to think of obscure movies. Oh, no, I have one in mind. It is not at all obscure. What's yours? The Mummy, 1999. The Mummy. <laughs> Today, I literally bought a bumper sticker that says, 
Honk if you'd rather be watching 1999 cinematic masterpiece The Mummy starring Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Fraser and Rachel Weiss. And I will, I am going to put that on my car and drive around with that on the back of my Nissan Sentra. What, what is your reasoning for it being a cinematic masterpiece in your, in your mind? Just name one thing about that movie that does not slap. Like, the casting choices could not have been more perfect. You have... Brandon Fraser at his just like the height of his like 90s glory you've got baby Rachel Weiss looking fine as hell and like <laughs> like the plot is so much like I love like adventure movies like that there mm -hmm. I have such a soft spot for them where it's just like yeah let's just go explore like explore and blow things up and have all these like you know crazy fun adventures and you know hack our way through the jungle and oh like one of my favorite movies and when i was a kid and and still like the indiana jones movies except for um the last one the last one fucking sucks but like the original indiana jones trilogy oh my god so much fun love them so much Nice. But yeah, um, the mummy nice. is this is uh, my the my pinned tweet on my Twitter page. Um, the mummy is better than anything Woody Allen has ever put to film. And no, I agree. I will not explain. <laughs> so yeah, like what's what's your movie like that? So okay, one of my all time. <laughs> favorite movies is and has been for like as long as i can remember is rocky and i just think it is the perfect movie nice. because okay inspirational i like that at the time it was 1976 i don't think i think taxi driver got the oscar that year so i don't i'm think, pretty sure it did i'm pretty sure uh, but I like that at the time, uh, you know, it was a lot of underdog uh, actors and actresses, which also reflected upon the movie being an underdog story. We love that. And I highly respect the lack of romantic scenes because I really, I don't, I don't like when it's like super fixated on that. Like, yes, okay. there's some moments That's, here. It's so funny you but say it that. Makes... <laughs> because one of the reasons I love The Mummy is that like the romance between the two characters it's so believable like they don't have to shoehorn it in whatsoever it's yes. just a himbo and a hot librarian <laughs> beautiful but, yeah. but yes please continue no i guess those are my thoughts i love a good underdog movie and i watch it whenever i need to feel inspiration about anything except i'll i'll go through i'll watch the whole uh a whole like you know all the movies except i always skip the third movie and the sixth what's the third movie <laughs> not good that's what it is <laughs> the third no the third he's like an asshole in that and then no the fifth i'm sorry not the sixth the fifth horrible the worst one so i always skip that <laughs> entirely fair um, I'm, I think you'll agree with me on this one. Talk. Clue is a cinematic masterpiece. Yes! Wait, I was gonna mention that, but I'm like, no, we talk I know we've mentioned it in the past, so I wasn't gonna bring it up again, but no, the I was gonna say that. adventure was, of a movie. My, so, one of my friends when I was in, like, fifth grade, like, she got me that as, like, I think a present or something, like, mm -hmm. maybe, or we watched it at Sleepover, but I'm like, this is genius! Yeah, I just, uh, like, it used to be on Netflix, and I, and I just randomly picked it one day, and I was like, mm -hmm. this is the best thing I've ever seen. No, that was, like, one of my favorite movies growing up. That's I would, like, sit movie. down and watch Clue, like, once a month. <laughs> that is such a great movie. And that is kind of an obscure mu movie. To like, a degree, not... yeah. Like, again, we said this when we both, like, realized that we had both seen this movie. Like... 
everyone on the internet knows it, but it's so rare to find someone who's actually seen that movie, like, in real life. <laughs> I've se- watched that, like, unironically many times. Like, not just because... Who was watching it ironically? That movie is a work of art. <laughs> Actually, let me see. Let me look at my movie shelf for inspiration. I'm sure I have some other things on here that aren't that like aren't that deep, but I love them with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. That is an excellent movie. Yeah. If you don't like Napoleon yeah. Dynamite, reevaluate your life choices. <laughs> like my sister and I showed that movie to my mom once, and the whole time. She was just like, like, I don't get it. I'm like, it, there's nothing to get. It's stupid. Laugh and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't think too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? You got anything else? Probably. <laughs> you know, we gotta start. Not that. We, we have trouble finding time to even record, but, like, we gotta start doing this in the day, because I come home and I'm just like, it's not all here. <laughs> I For audio listeners, I was pointing to my empty head. <laughs> head empty. No thoughts. No thoughts. Move brain. Story of my life, honestly. Oh, I think the first X-Files movie is kind of a cinematic masterpiece. Mm. Especially just because it was, like, at the height of the, like, the whole X-Files mania of the 90s. And so, like, and it, the entire thing as a movie, it's also just, it's just peak 1995. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, I really feel like that's one of the only ways I can describe that film. It is just the absolute height of the 90s. So yeah, those are those are some of my film film hot takes for for this evening. Do you have any cinematic disasters? What would a cinematic disaster cinematic be? Dumpster by, fire <laughs> by the by like the metric that we're using for what defines, like, cinematic masterpiece. Because we're talking right now about, like... Just the perfect, like, sequencing of just yeah, everything. Yeah, like, perfect, like perfect, perfect package. Fun movies. So, I would the opposite be, like, a movie that, like, should be, like... You know, should have a lot of gravitas but just doesn't land Mm -hmm. and feels really, like, superficial. Yeah. I have an answer for that. I had to watch this for um, an online journalism class. The Post. The Post? I have not seen that. It's about, like, it's about the Washington Post, like, uh, publishing, like, classified documents, I think, in relation to, like, the Vietnam War or something. But the whole thing, to me, like, it was very, like, oscar bait E. Like, it had- and it- like, the cast, like, it was, like, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, like, it, the whole thing felt like, okay, we'll pick, like, a serious topic, and as long as we throw in, like, you know, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, like, we're guaranteed to produce this, like, really hard-hitting, like, movie that's gonna resonate with everyone. But it's just, like- hmm didn't care like they wanted to have this huge emotional impact but they didn't do Mm -hmm. any of the work for it i think that's like a con technique like you just get like you know a superstar cast and i don't know if the writing doesn't live up to it you know you can have any cast you want it's not gonna be yeah so i guess uh, our opposite to cinematic masterpiece here would just be, like, Oscar bait. Mm. Yeah. At least, you know, based on the way we're defining cinematic masterpiece. You know, I guess 
One for me. Have you ever watched The Shape of Water? I love not... that movie so I'm sorry. much. It was not for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we disagree on that. I adore that movie so very, very much. And I understand why people cannot fucking stand mm -hmm. it. But I, like, the... The whole thing about it for me is, like, just these two people finding somebody who under- like, the only per- finding the only person who really understands them. Ugh! See, like, I understand where it was coming from, I understood the messages, but I just, like, it didn't land for me. Like, it didn't hit home. And, like- Okay, that's that's entirely fair. Like th for me, that's an equation. Like it should be a cinematic masterpiece, but like for me, I don't consider it one. Okay, fair. I'll allow it. But that's not saying like that's that's not saying though it's a bad movie like. Because I classify a bad movie as just something I didn't like. To me, it doesn't equal that equation of just being a cinematic masterpiece. I absolutely loved the memes, like, after The Shape of Water cleaned up at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was absolutely hilarious. It was a good time. The way pe like, people were just tweeting, like, wow, that fish fucking movie is just really gonna go do that, huh? <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely love that movie so much. It's so good. Sorry if that was on oh, the no. A decent part of this podcast is just like me getting roasted and I'm I have made my peace with it. I'm trying to think of any other movies that were like kinda like Oscar baity. Like there was that one Oh, like Green Book. Which, like, one best picture, which was, like, embarrassing. But, like, yeah, just the whole, like, kind of, like, white savory type thing. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Yeah, any other cinematic disasters come to mind? <laughs> no. No. And you know, I'm thinking about Shape of Water. I that's not a cinematic disaster. That's more of like a cinematic like fumble. Like not 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 dumpster fire. I'll take it. <laughs> I've had a harder time getting people to say know. nicer th to say nicer things about <laughs> the things that I like. So I will absolutely take it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to remember more dumpster fires once we end this podcast because that's when that's when I remember everything about my likes and dislikes and just everything about myself when I'm not there's ask them a, I don't know what it is there's a French phrase that translates to like the wit of the stairwell which just means like those things you come up with after an argument that you should have like that would have been really good Oof. comebacks mm -hmm. and I, I like I feel like we both experienced our own sort of, like, podcast version of that, where as soon as the podcast ends, we we're both just like, oh, this would have been a great answer. Like, this would have been a great thing to talk about. We need to have an after podcast where we're just, like, random. I'm just envisioning the podcast random after party. moments. We're in, the, we're in the supermarket. <gasps> I should have said that. In the sh no, not in the shower. <laughs> just odd places where you'd remember things yeah it just like you just be cooking and you're like oh. you like you remember what you should have said as you make your like you know box mac and pikachu cheese pikachu meme <laughs> pikachu meme oh i love the surprise pikachu meme oh detective <laughs> pikachu there's another cinematic masterpiece for you still have not seen it i will never tire of that movie it is so much fun and i the I would die for CGI Bulbasaur. That sweet little cabbage boy. Oh my god. 
I love him. Okay. What do you say? You think we call it? I'm calling it. Okay. Seems and fair. break. Yeah, someday we're just gonna, like, we're not even gonna say anything when just the episode just ends. We're just gonna hang up on you. Complete, yeah, we'll just hang up on you. Complete silence. <laughs> um, but today is not that day. I, I guess we'll do a proper goodbye. Yes. Um... So yeah, we'll try and like actually get the whole stream planning thing sorted, not in real time, and yeah, we tell we you want in advance and do our planning when that's happening. <laughs> so um, probably slightly sooner than June, uh, knowing what we know now. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> and yeah, really, I guess that's the only thing to look out for, other than you know our weekly episodes we got anything uh, else or thanks for watching i word dumpster fire <laughs> just kidding yes of course. now that word is stuck in my head we do appreciate everyone who watches so thank you and we will see you next week bye bye this week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Maddie Robbins. You can find other episodes of the podcast on Acast, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at MR5MAR. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature. Thanks for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.